This is hot, Ray. Bankman, get a sample of this. Uh, we have the tools. We have talent. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Coming to you live from the back of your favorite vintage Cadillac ambulance, it's the only show you're listening to right this very second about Ghostbusters props, costumes, cosplay, and all-around funny business. Please welcome your hosts, the one and only Dan Challens and Mark Felwell. This is Spores, Malt, and Fungus. Welcome everybody, this is Spores, Mold and Fungus podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Challens. And I'm Mark Feltwell, how are you doing? Very good, very good. I'm, uh, well, we're here anyway, we've done it. (laughs) Cross the streams is over, we survived. We did, we survived, Um, um, yeah, and what a weekend it was. Yeah, what a weekend. How are you feeling in yourself? A mixture of emotions, it's got to be said, I'm kind of... um, I'm, I'm tired, my shoulders are sore, um, but uh, all in all, uh, they're the, my only real complaints. I think the rest of it is just coming down off the high of the event, if I'm completely honest with you. How about you? I'm the same, yeah. I, I came out that weekend, uh, I felt, to be honest, I felt a bit, bit ill because, you know, it was a little bit stressful on my end. Yeah. Not, not a bad kind of stressful, mm-hmm. but, you know. Um, yeah, the proton yeah. pack sort of weighs down your shoulders. I'm not a small guy, um, so that makes me a lot smaller. I have to come out of that wearing that thing for for eight <laughs> hours. Um, and yeah, I think I'm just getting out of the uh, the post con blues. Yeah, I'm completely there with you. I didn't really want it to end. The day went by far too quickly, and even though the day went by quickly, there is there's an awful lot to talk about. Uh, for the day so yeah should we do it should we jump in and let's let's take let's uh let's talk about cross the streams i have a radical idea what we'll cross the streams you said crossing the streams was bad cross the streams. cross the streams i love this plan i'm excited to be a part of it see you on the other side So, cross the streams. We've done it. It's over. Uh, in in the words of uh, Ghostbusters, we're back. <laughs> We've done it. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's hard to put into words. I think um, what that um, event was like because um, you know the first thing to state is cross the streams was held uh, as an event um, inside to all intents and purposes, another event. Yeah. We're kind of like the inception event within the event. <laughs> um, so so for those people who who didn't come, or maybe this is the first time you've heard about it, uh, Cross the Streams uh, was a Ghostbusters uh, meetup fan event that was held uh, in Birmingham uh, last week. And uh, it was held at Megacon Live at the NEC in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's been hugely... Um, well received and it's been hugely successful i think it's fair to say yeah yeah um the the turnout uh for me is is far greater than than anything uh i expected um and i think everybody that turned up to that event um conducted themselves in a, a fantastic manner everybody was um 
on board with the event. They all wanted to take part, whether mm-hmm. it was for photos, whether it was for the parade, um, you name it. We had pretty much everybody there you could imagine from different age groups, from, you know, um, adults going all the way down to, you know, little kiddie winks, all yeah. genders, all races, everybody's there for one thing only. And that was to celebrate Ghostbusters and the fandom, uh, that is being a Ghostbusters fan. So yeah, whew, what a day. It was. You see, everything seems to have gone by really quickly. Uh, I'm sort of thinking back mm. to to when the idea first came about, which was sort of late last year, and and it's mm. been sort of building up. Um, yeah, you know, we we've been talking about it since since the beginning of the year on the podcast. Right. And every time we sure. spoke about it, it, it sort of grown in sort of um, the amount of people that have seen it and interacted with the idea had grown and grown. And as you say, we sort of anticipated there being 40 people or so, you know, cause we, we had like a handful mm-hmm. of people in, in November at MCM last year where we sort of thought, yeah, let's, let's do this. And there was about 17, I think people there. So we were expecting maybe yeah. double that 40 people and to turn up and to see, you know, what we've estimated. Well, our, our best guess was a hundred people. We counted, there, there were people floating about here and there. Um, but yeah, a hundred, a hundred Ghostbuster fans, all in one place at one time in the UK was, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was very humbling. And not just a hundred Ghostbusters fans, but a hundred costumed Ghostbusters yeah. fans. Absolutely. I mean, I mean it, for, for me, it was, it was crazy at certain points in that event, you know, bearing in mind, you've got lots of other franchises there and people dressed up as, as a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. But there's certain times when I looked out and it is just a sea of Ghostbusters. <laughs> All you can see is proton pack flight suit, proton pack flight suit. Um, it was it was a pretty incredible thing. We for that yeah. event, we pretty much dominated it as as, as the prominent <laughs> franchise being represented at that. Absolutely, event. just to set the scene a bit for people who weren't there. So um, you know, if you've not been to a convention, this is going to be difficult for you. But most most comic conventions are you know in a massive hall at the NEC. You know, and there's vendors everywhere um, in like rows and rows of tables. Uh, and we were given a spot mm-hmm. um, to meet up in, which was you know uh, is a fairly sizable spot. But there was an Ecto one there, which we'll talk about later on as well. Um, and there was a containment unit that was put there. It looked like, even though it wasn't, it looked like it was a space that was made specifically for us. Um, sure, and yeah, and we agree. sort of overwhelmed the space, as it were, because there was, you know, hundred hundred of us there, um, sort of swarming the area. And there were people who were just there for the convention, trying to walk through. And at some point, you know, sometimes I was thinking, are there too many of us here? Do we have to disperse for a bit just to get out of people's way? But <laughs> yeah. no. Everyone was amicable, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, like people t- walking past, taking pictures. Uh, it was just fantastic to be there with the Ecto One, the containment unit, and all these proton packs everywhere, and a Goza. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and a Goza, yeah, and yeah. and a slime blower as well, and a slime blower. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, and that was a that was a yeah, it was a fantastic slime blower as well. It was. I think um, so. I think you know, thinking thinking about the day, I, I, you know. There's a few things, areas I think, probably just to discuss. I think the first one is the venue itself. Mm. So um, the venue, uh, NEC at Birmingham, I think it is a fantastic venue. Um, 
as we've stated before, it's you know it's it's central to the country. I know that yeah. when EctoCon was held before, it was up in Scotland, which you know it's it's a fair slog for anyone uh, across the UK to get to. I do completely appreciate that, that was organised by uh, you know uh, Scottish arm of the of the Ghostbusters. So quite rightly, it needs to be in their neck of the woods. Yeah, but I do think that being having something like Cross the Streams held at the NEC in Central England, it's it's a bit more accessible for people to get to. Yeah. Definitely. And the NEC is a great place for this sort of thing, you know. Yeah, it is. I've I've been to multiple conventions there. It's always uh it's always, you know, easy to get to. It's easy to find your way around it. You know, there's no question about it. It's a great venue. Mm-hmm. Um I think in in terms of the, you know, the event for me, um I just I I didn't see as much of the venue as I wanted to in, <laughs> in you know, to be completely honest with you Absolutely. because uh, most of my time was spent talking to people. Yep. Um so you know, it, whether it's people that I've I've known for years, or whether it's people that I'm only just meeting for the first time, or interacting with the public and taking photos, um, that was the majority um, of my day. Of course, you, you know, you and I were touching base regularly throughout the day as well mm-hmm. um, on various things, but it just meant that I didn't really get to see much of MegaCon live as as a as of a wider event because it was just it was so busy. Yeah, I, I was the same. I mean, I turned up early. I, I was there for when it opened at nine o'clock um, and I scoped mm-hmm. out a few places that we, we were going to meet up and make sure everything was okay. Um, and sort of half an hour in, I've, I'd met a few of the Ghostbusters that had turned up and I said to them at that point, oh, I'm just going to have a wander around just so I've got a chance to have a look <laughs> before anyone else needs my attention. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, there, there are photos I've seen of things that were there that I had no idea were there. You know, I completely missed yeah. them. There's a whole steampunk area that I had just managed to miss, for instance, you know, and there was Ghostbuster yeah. props in there that I could have had a look at and, you know, completely missed yeah. that. And I, like you say, um, I, there were so many people there to go around and talk to, and I, I felt didn't feel obliged. I wanted to go and see everyone and, and greet everyone and, and make mm-hmm. sure everyone was was good. Um, I don't think I've said so little to so many people before. It was just one of those things. Yeah. I felt like I talked all day, but I don't think I'd spoken enough to everyone. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. It's, it's, it's when there's when there's that many people there, mm-hmm. um, and you know basically what you're getting is you're getting you know kind of five minute snippets with each person to have a quick chat, and then the next person comes in or you see someone else's. Mm. Otherwise, you'd, you'd you'd never speak to anyone. So it was, yeah, it was certainly um, a big day. It was and it was it was it was quite tiring, uh, but at the same time, you know, run, running on adrenaline. I think by the end of the day. Oh yeah, yeah, and that and Red Bull. I think I had about four cans of Red Bull that day just to get me through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, you know, one one of the nice things there as well was it was also an opportunity for us as a podcast to actually mm-hmm. see a big range of our previous guests that have come on the show. Oh yeah, so yeah, you know, it, it was great for us to get together. So you know, I know that we had a photo taken. There was, you know, us. Toby CJ, Tony Beresford, Stuart Thompson, Dave Rotherham, um, all of those guests that we've had on before to get together again. And, you know, some of those guys I've met in person before, some of them I haven't. So to mm-hmm. have that opportunity to actually, you know, build those relationships relationships up a little bit more was was great as well. Yeah, it was fantastic, yeah. I was going to say, my, the only complaint I had about the venue itself um, mm-hmm. was, the, was the placement of where you got your tickets. So I don't know if this experience was the same for you, but I got in, you know, 
Um, it was a bit weird because I went through the security gate with the metal detector and I'm wearing a big proton pack and I was just then let through. <laughs> Do you not want to yeah. check? Yeah. This is uh, this is making everything, yeah. making everything beep. Um, so I went in and I went and joined the queue to go in. Uh, and then mm-hmm. uh, I was told by someone who clearly been up a very long time because he, he sounded like he, he was very tired that I needed to go and get my ticket, um, which was... Uh, if Megacom was in Hall 20, this is in Hall 18, which is quite a walk away, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that that was one thing that they could have maybe thought about re- placing in a different area so that as you walked in, you would just go straight through and got your ticket and then went through to, to Hall 20. So, yeah, that was my only complaint. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean because I had to go and get my ticket. I queued up, got the ticket, mm-hmm. and essentially, you know, you're, you're a bit like a lab rat having to go around all the cordons and everything to get yeah. to get your ticket. Yeah. And then finally, you let through, and then you essentially have to walk all the way back around to the con again, yeah. which have come out. So, yeah, I don't really know what that's about. I think the only other criticism I've got, and this isn't really of the venue, um, or Megacon, really, um, it's just the, the time that I did get to look around, I did look around, you know, a few of the stalls that had uh, the merch and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all just it's very samey, you know. It's it, yeah. it's you know you. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm fully aware that going to these vendors, Ghostbuster stuff, is extremely thin on the ground anyway. Yeah. So you're never going to find anywhere. But like, oh my god, I've been looking for this forever. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> um, but you know, there's so many. There's only so many stalls that you can see that are selling Funko Pops. And, yeah. and and things like that. I just it's it's I, I just feel maybe that sometimes these conventions maybe need to have a little bit more due diligence on the type of stores or merchants that they're gonna have there just to vary it up a little bit. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit to do with the with the event itself. Um uh, because this is this is mm. Megacon, which is a it's I don't know what they advertise themselves as actually. It's not a comic con because there's no comic books there. Um uh-huh. But there, there was a little bit of signing. It was very pop culture based, um, uh-huh. uh, and it was that sort of thing. A lot of um, cosplayers that you know, and this was only the second one as well because the, the first one was last year. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Comparing that with MCM, which happened, which used to happen in March. I think now they've changed it to just one a year. It happens in November now in Birmingham. Um, that's a bigger uh-huh. convention, but there there are more sort of. Um, apparel places that you yeah, can get variations. t-shirts and that sort of thing um there's yep. less uh less sort of um food stalls and sort of like not like um buying your dinner but there's less sort of um you know snacky things from america and that sort of thing there um but there's also mm-hmm. more uh memorabilia stuff so um you know you can yep. get all, uh, vintage game stuff or you can get um toys and that sort of thing um so yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah, I think because it's quite a young convention, maybe there's there's just a bit of development to do with that in terms of um, in terms of what you get. But it's completely different culture now to what it was maybe 10, 15 years ago when I first started going to conventions. Because that uh, one of the first ones I remember going to was something called uh, memorabilia, uh, and that was all about buying. Old yeah, yeah, stuff. I remember that. Yeah, it was yeah. all about buying old old model kits um, uh, and uh, retro stuff, as it were. Was then it probably it's not as retro as it is now, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. because we didn't have this cosplay culture back then either, and then that's that's all completely changed. So yeah, I think it's all geared around that sort of thing now, but still enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the event definitely enjoyable. I think um, 
I mean, you know, I'm I'm in my early 40s now as well, so maybe what I'm wanting to get out of the con is not really the target demographic anymore for the young ones and what they're looking for. So I totally take that on board. Yeah, need more um, seating. But, yeah, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> more seating. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the only other thing that, that is, you know, also a bit of a – I expect it, to be perfectly honest, but it's still something where I kind of feel like, ah, you know, it is number one, the amount of food outlets for the number of people is always never enough, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, you, you know, and you're normally lumped into one or two uh, places where you can get food. Um mm-hmm which was fine, but they just tend to be very busy uh, when you go there. And, you know, when you've been, I suppose, lumping a proton pack around all day, you just kind of want to sit down, have a drink and have some food. It's, it's, it's... So I've got, some, I've got some info on that, actually. That I, I've heard, okay, I listened it. to another podcast this week. I'm very sorry. Um, mm-hmm. But they were talking about uh, the event as well. Um, and I remember last year at MegaCon, there was a big space for food and there was food vans there. Mm-hmm. You see it loads of, you know, like burger vans and there's a crepe van and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, like Coffee. street food. Yeah, street food vans. And there was, and yeah. I, I think uh, what you're going to say is there was nothing there at MegaCon this year. You know, there was a Witherspoons mm-hmm. outside yeah. and they, they have their, they had their couple of canteen things that are in the halls anyway, but there was no yeah. street food vans. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I later found out that TikTok Fest, which was next door, which was the the sister um, convention that we were allowed to go into, um, that we didn't know until we got there, yeah. all the food stuff was in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no that'll be why that. then. Yeah. There wow. You go. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah, so there you go. I mean, and I think finally, um, yeah, parking's a little bit pricey. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But... Um, but again, you know, in all honesty, I can't complain about that because going to, you know, somewhere like the NEC, which is, it's an event space. Mm -hmm. I expect it. I think if it was, if it was a smaller con or something like that, then yeah, okay, maybe I'd have a different opinion. So it's probably a bit unfair of me to have that as an issue, to be honest. But the trick is to um, book in advance for that. But that's it. Yeah, Absolutely. And get there early because then you can be the first out of the car park as well, and you don't have to join the big long <laughs> queue at the back. It's That's also true. Yeah. Trick. <laughs> so yeah, all in all, um, it was a, it was a resounding success. Yeah, I think um, one of the people that we do need to give a very special mention to on this uh, is is Pete from uh, Cooper's Classic Cars oh, for yeah. bringing down the Ecto One. Um, now. To show you the kind of guy Pete is, a lot of people that would have Ectos uh, or DeLoreans or whatever it may be, may be, you know, they're either going to charge to come down for the event, um, or if they're not charging to come to the event, they're going to charge people for photos when they get to the event, and they're going to recover their expense of getting there one way or another. Pete did none of that. He came down out of his his own time, out of his own pocket. He let as many people as they want take photos of the car, mm-hmm. sit in the driver's seat. You know, take photos and not, a, he didn't ask from a penny for anyone. And the, I know for a fact that thing guzzles petrol. It's oh, yeah. an absolute monster. So for, for Pete to drive down from Manchester to Birmingham, you know, it's going to be taking a fair, fair bit of money out of his pocket and he asks for absolutely nothing in return. So yeah. um, for me, he needs a special shout out because I think he, he did a phenomenal job with that. He was up at stupid o'clock as well. You know, I think he, he told me it was. Yeah. He was. Um, he, le- he left home at about four in the morning to get 
to get at the convention for about, I think it was half seven, eight o'clock. So just so he can get the car in. Um, yeah. And then he traveled wow. back as well at night. So it was a long day for him. Um, but yeah, fair dues to him. He was, it was absolutely fantastic on the day. He couldn't talk to enough people. Um, yeah. If you want a car for your, for your wedding or event, yeah. Get in touch with Cooper's classic cars. Cause they're great. Yeah. I mean, I even love the fact that like halfway through the day, his wife came around with like a bag of sweets and was oh, handing yeah. sweets out to people as yeah. well. That was awesome. You know, just as you start to flag, there's that little bit of sugar energy that came, uh, came from, uh, That's it. came from that bag of, of goodies. It was, uh, it was great. Absolutely. So it's Sports Molten Fungus. We've finally made it here uh, to Megacon to cross the streams. Uh, myself, Mark. Uh, we're currently sat in the back of the Ecto-1 at Megacon uh, with the owner of the Ecto-1, Peter. Peter, nice to see you. Nice to meet you guys too. Hello. Excellent. So, I mean, this is my second time in the car. Love this vehicle. Uh, it's got a lot of special memories in, in it for me already based on what we've done last year. I think probably, you know, for our listeners that are, are listening to Today. Tell us a little bit about the car, how you came to, to get it, and uh, you know some of the experiences you've had with that car. We um, originally bought it um, just as we went into lockdown. Um, needed a bit of work, got it back on the road. We've gone around quite a few places with it. We've gone to a lot of events and comic cons. We've done the Make a Wish. We were involved in the premiere. Um, yeah, quite a lot of stuff. Excellent, and I know that today, uh, unlike a lot of operators that will come down and be charging for the vehicle today, you've actually come and done this out your own pocket. It must be quite expensive to drive this vehicle from place to place, given the size of the engine. Um, yeah, it can be. Um, it's just all part and parcel. We sort of budget for it and stuff that we do. So it's, we do as much sort of charity work or just promotional work as we can. So try and get out and about as much as possible yeah yeah absolutely and in terms of this year obviously we've got the new Ghostbusters movie that's due to be coming out um, towards the end of the year if all goes well and it stays on schedule um, I'm assuming that you know in line with that um, the work will start to ramp up for yourself as well as well um, when the when the last film came out last year I'm assuming that was the case that you know work started to pick up fairly readily around that it's always been quite busy we, you know, we do various weddings and got quite a lot of bookings throughout the year so um, we know it's obviously we have the Sony work and the Sony promotional work, but it's yeah we, we stay consistent as we try and get out there as much as possible. And in terms of looking after the car, I mean a car like this, it's not exactly like something that you're going to find parts off the shelf for a lot of the time. Um, is it a concern for you driving the vehicle around, you know, long distances because obviously you've got the wear and tear on the vehicle, etc. How how do you think how, how do you find that operating a vehicle of this type? Um, relatively difficult at times. It takes a lot of maintenance, but you sort of budget for it and you just make sure everything is kept in perfect running order. We've always, it's just had the brakes done, we're just going to get new tyres to. Um, yeah, it's a constant running cost. Yeah, yeah. Requires, but awesome so i'm sure today there's going to be an awful lot of pictures that will be coming out on social media not only from across the streams but from all the individual people uh, that are attending the the, the, co the the convention today so for for anyone that's you know looking at those pictures uh seize your car maybe they want to hire it themselves for an event where can they find you on instagram under cooper's classic cars or xo one hire uk and on facebook under xo one hire uk or our website filmcarhire.co.uk 
awesome we'll make sure that everyone checks him out uh, for now we'll be looking around the con we've literally just got here uh, we'll grab pizza as soon as we can and uh, yeah we'll see what the con holds for the rest of the day uh, but for now uh, we'll sign off and we'll see what happens thanks for joining us Peter thank you very much obviously we've had a great time um, mm-hmm. and we're, we're full of uh, praises for the event should, should we hear from some people that actually went and get their feedback Oh, have we got some? Have we got some people here, have we? Yeah, it's gone. Let's have a listen to them. So joining us on the podcast now, we've got Tommy Kavanagh. Tommy is uh, very well known within the UK Ghostbusters community. He's joined the UK Ghostbusters in around 2014. uh, And then from that point on, uh, went on to become one of the founding members of uh, the East Midlands Ghostbusters. Uh, has been very actively involved uh, in various charities um, through fundraising through East Midlands Ghostbusters. Uh, and I, myself, and uh, Mark, you've known Tommy for a long time as well. So, yeah. Tommy, welcome. Thanks for being here, man. Cheers, Dan. Nice one. Hello. Yep. Good to be here. <laughs> Good to see you again and hear you again just a, a week after the event. Yeah, yeah. Not long, was it? <laughs> no, no. So... I mean, I think from our perspective, we're probably still on a bit of a high after the event. Um, I think it's fair, fair to say it was it was a great success. Um, so I suppose really, you know, my first question for you is, you know, how, how are you feeling coming off the back of, of, of Cross the Streams? Um, I know for myself, it took pretty much a couple of days to kind of decompress off the back of it after, you know, it was an awful lot going on on that single day. So, I mean, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, still major post-con blues, you know, uh, <laughs> such a great event, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I think it was uh, a chance, you know, you've got all these different franchises all over the UK mm. and um, they're all doing their various bits for charity and they all come together for this one big event. So it gives you a chance to sort of meet the different franchises, the different people. Um, yeah. It was good, really good. And it's good to meet Mark as well, finally. And you, yeah. <laughs> After, what was it, 20 years? We've known each other 20, 20 years, years and I finally yeah. got to meet him. That's it. It's what it's what one of those great things, isn't it, where you get to sort of crazy, bring these people together and you know and get to meet people that you've you've known on the, online for for years and years. So yeah, it's great to meet you. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the best parts of the day. To be honest, I mean, I think that there's there's so many times when I was walking around that it's like oh, I recognise this person, <laughs> I recognise that person because just just through just through being in the Ghostbusters community for you know even for a short time for myself certainly uh, a couple of years or so um, you still you know pick up names and you see faces on the various threads and forums and because it was such a good turnout it was really nice to put mm. some you know real life faces to those names. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So I think, you know, going into an event like this, um, what were your hopes for the day? You know, what, what were you looking forward to? Just, uh, just again, just meeting different people. Like you say, you, uh, you, there's so many people online, isn't there? Uh, you meet all these different people across all the sort of social networks. And, uh, it was just a chance to actually meet people face to face, um, speaking to the different franchises about their, uh, charities that they raise money for. Um, yeah, it was a it was a really good day. Um, just a large Ghostbusters presence, you know. Um, I didn't know there was that, that many fans um, all congregating into one place. It was just a great sort yeah. of time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible. I think that the turnout far surpassed my expectations of what <laughs> we were looking to get. I, you know, I, it, it was. Um, I think the thing that for me, which was really surprising, is normally when you go to these you know big conventions. Uh, 
the ones that always take up the most floor, floor space are like the 501st Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, on this occasion, yeah, they, they got it handed to them because we out, we outnumbered them by about three or four to one, I think. It was mm. pretty crazy. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Very good. <laughs> I, uh, I think I called it as well. I think Toby mentioned on a previous show that uh, I said to him when we was doing um, an event in Northampton, I said about 100 people. So, yeah, no, nice bit of foresight there. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, I think it was amazing as well that from talking to people and, and I didn't get to talk to as many people as I wanted to, in all honesty, because there was so many people there, but what was really nice to see is there was, you know, some people that I would go over and instantly I recognized them because I recognized the patch on their shoulder of what franchise they're from. But what was also interesting is there was a lot of people that turned up that weren't part of franchises. There was, there was multiple times I had conversations with people and it was like, Oh, you know, so what franchise are you from? And they're like, Oh, I'm not really with any franchise. I'm just, just a fan. So I think even from that perspective, it was great to have people turn up. And, and in, even when you look at, um, even when you look at the cosplayer that turned up as Goza, I mean, mm. she wasn't part of any franchise, but that really added, uh, that one person added such a lot to the event by turning oh, yeah. up or something like that. Yeah, that was incredible, wasn't it? And I think um, she's going to be doing LFCC with uh, the South End on Sea Ghostbusters that I've just seen. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that was the first time they met there as well. So, again, you know, like you say, you don't have to belong to a franchise. It's just a love for this film mm-hmm. and yeah. people meeting and then, further events happening and uh, yeah it's brilliant it's great mm. so so obviously over the over the past few years uh tommy that you've been you know involved in uh you know being a ghostbuster quote unquote um how do you think it compared to other events that you've been to because uh, you you must have done quite a lot by this point in time so it'd be interesting to kind of get your feedback on where you thought it ranks in terms of you know other events especially since you look at things like ectocon and mm. things like that yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, I've got to be honest, it was probably the best event I've been to, um, just because you've got so many fans there all mm-hmm. in one place. Um, yeah. Previous events that you do, you know, like obviously with the East Midlands Ghostbusters, the UK Ghostbusters that I've done previously in the past, um, it's good, it's a group of friends, you're all there, you're all collecting for charity. Mm-hmm. But this one big event just gives you a chance to sort of all sort of meet and chat about different things and what the franchise is doing. And like you say, a lot of fans there that weren't belonging to a franchise as well, which was great yeah. to see. Um, yeah. So for me, it was just, it was that one big thing. I think going forward for for, for me as well is um, we're going to be doing various events with the East Midlands Ghostbusters, of course. We've got quite a lot of events booked in for the year. Mm-hmm. But it's that one sort of big meet that you look forward to, isn't it? You know, where... Um, yeah. you do your own sort of thing and then it's this one big social gathering yeah. where everybody comes together again and uh yeah that's what i really look forward to really excited yeah. about better do another one then yeah so, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah well stay tuned <laughs> I, th- I think i think mark needs some time to kind of decompress a little bit there before we start bit. the next one to be bit. fair <laughs> yeah not dropping any spoilers there <laughs> yeah so so coming away from that day then tommy what what would you consider to be your like your best memory or best takeaway of the day uh i think the group photo was uh something quite spectacular wasn't it all yeah. of us on that hill at that time that was um yeah. that was something special um yeah. and then obviously people uploading their photos from from the event on the cross the streams page that was uh that was pretty amazing seeing all like different yeah. sort of uh happy moments and that and uh 
I tried to put a video together. Obviously, it got flagged down by Facebook. <laughs> but uh, you can you can uh, access that video on our East Midlands Ghostbusters YouTube page. But yeah, but that was nice to do something like that. You know, to yeah. put all the photos together and sort of do a do a music over it. Um, bring back memories and I, you know i keep watching that and that's what i get real post-con blues about is yeah. watching that thinking oh this is such a good day you know i can't wait until it happens again <laughs> yeah it, it, it really was i mean i i know you can say oh, it, it was such a good day and that to me that kind of undersells it a little bit because it, it really was yeah a, a phenomenal day for for everyone to come together who is a fan of ghostbusters and the thing that I always find interesting is normally when you get large groups of people together, there's there's normally one idiot. Normally, you know, there's normally someone there that you just think, oh god, whatever. There was no one. Everyone no. was really cool. <laughs> Every, everyone, it was there was there was no elitism. There was no my kit's better than your kit, or someone's got a spirit pack, or something like that. It was literally just everyone there for each other and for the fandom. I think it was just it. For me, that's my biggest takeaway from it. Is like. When, when you see a fandom come together and there's just no toxicity there, it's just, you come away like, wow, like that was, that was awesome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And it was so good to meet sort of uh, different people as well. A highlight, you know, Stuart Thompson, obviously massive in the Ghostbusters community with uh, mm -hmm. the Ghostbusters reference uh, library. So it was great to meet him and other yeah. people. It's just, it was just such a good day. Mm. Even as well, you know, with different builders that were there, you got Dave from Proton uh, Props. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've got other builders there as well. And even just, you know, the, the thing that I found good is people were, you know, talking about their gear, but it's not in any sort of critical way. There was lots of conversations going on, of, you know, well, how have you done that? Where did you get that from? You know, is that 3D printed? Like, and, and all those kind of conversations that were taking place there. So it, it, I think it was on one aspect of it, you've got it as a fan event. But then on the other side of it, there's also that kind of, um, I suppose, melting pot of ideas and people talking about their kit and I, i'm more than sure that people came away from that with their own ideas about oh well you know i'm going to do this with my kit now because i saw that and i hadn't thought of that before or something like that because you know seeing a post on facebook is one thing but actually seeing it you know for real up close is it's a different perspective altogether yeah absolutely i think uh one kit i won't be doing though is that slime blower that looks uh, <laughs> yeah that's, that looks that's something else isn't it wow yeah. I mean, it's quite spectacular don't get me wrong but <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, um, you know, fancy being Dave at the end of that day no, with his shoulders no. because <laughs> carrying a proton pack around is heavy enough, let alone that massive slime blow. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing piece of kit, it really is. Yeah, yeah I don't envy his back at the end of that day. <laughs> and sh shout out to pretty much everybody as well at the con because everybody seemed to have their packs on for li literally the entirety of the event. Like I took mine off occasionally at some points, but the vast majority of people were walking around in full costume all day long. And that man, there's, there'll have been a lot of sore shoulders <laughs> yeah. the next day, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I haven't. Um, so I, I, I actually borrowed a pack for the day, um, mm -hmm. and uh, so I haven't worn a pack um, probably for about uh, two years, maybe because I sort of took a year out last year. And uh, wow, it got straight back to me. I was, I was, I was moaning straight away. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was so heavy. <laughs> you can understand why Bill Murray complained about it so much, can't you? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I suppose, uh, finally then, Tommy, um, you know, thinking ahead to, you know, the next potential Cross the Streams event, um, 
whenever and wherever that may be. Um, have you got any specific hopes for the next event? Is there anything different or anything in addition that you would like to see at the event? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't want it to end. So <laughs> for me, I, I, honestly, as soon as I got home, I said to my wife, I said, Holly, next year I'm staying overnight. I'm not coming yeah, home. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it'd be good because uh, I, so the location was perfect, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like Birmingham, mm-hmm. it's in the centre. Yeah. Um, it was probably the best sort of location you could get with it being in the centre. So mm-hmm. but a lot of people did travel. You know, Dave travelled up from uh, from Plymouth. Um, yeah. I know he stayed overnight, but uh, yeah, it'd be good. And obviously Stuart coming down from Scotland, it'd be good to stay overnight. Like yeah. if you had like an after party or something like that, where everybody mm-hmm. could sort of, you know, get, get, get the packs off and, uh, and relax yeah. a little bit more. And um, yeah, do something like that. That's what uh, what I'd really like to see, what I'd be uh, yeah. excited to, to do. And maybe an on-site massage table oh, as well yes. for those shoulders and during that, the day. That, yeah. That's my shout. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for giving us your thoughts, Tommy. We really appreciate you jumping on today. No and, uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you to seeing you soon. Yeah, no, great stuff. Dan, Mark, always a pleasure, never a chore. Cheers, bud. <laughs> thank you. All right, no worries. Take care, guys. Hi, this is Chris from Spirit of Eight for Ghostbusters. You're listening to Spores, Moulds and Thunders. Right, so welcome to the show. We have Chad with us now. Hello, Chad. Say hello. Hello, Mark. Hello. hello. And hello to all our avid listeners. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, we yet to find out how many avid listeners we've got. So if, if you're out there listening, <laughs> raise your hand so we can count you. And if you're avid, raise both hands. <laughs> many of you out there might know chad um he's he's been you've been around quite a bit haven't you chad uh in the ghostbuster league yeah but that as well yeah, yeah um, we'll stick with that god knows 2009 10 11 something like that when i first properly yeah. started yeah excellent that's us with the uh with the uk ghostbusters isn't it that you started with around that sort of thing yeah with the uk ghostbusters yeah Excellent. So two weeks ago now, as of this recording, um, we had Cross the Streams and Megacon. Have you recovered? Mm-hmm. Are you all well now and recovered from that? Uh, well, uh, considering uh, since lockdown, I haven't really been attending many events uh, apart from the odd one, go to Invasion Colchester every year. So this was the yeah. first proper one where I get suited up. Uh, and my God, my body reminded me <laughs> what these conventions can do. Uh, I'm glad it was just a one day and not the three or four day like LFCC. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it did take me a couple of days. Uh, and my spine reminded me how much it hated this game. <laughs> but, yeah. but you, uh, you were sport, you were sporting a slightly, uh, slightly lighter proton pack this time round. Oh, thank God for that, yeah. So uh, it yeah. wasn't mine. Uh, one, of, one of my fellow colleagues, Simon, lent me his fantastic um, Hasbro pack uh, as I'm currently working on a new thrower. And, yeah, I knew it wouldn't be ready on time, even though I said, oh, it might be, it might be. It, I knew it definitely wasn't. Um, yeah, best laid plans. Much lighter, much happier. But it's it's just it's very different when it's not your own. When you're used to your own pack, you know where all the dials, where all the little bits go, you know everything about each wire. And then yeah. to wear someone else's, even if it's just a HasLab with a weight difference, whether it's heavier or lighter, the the uh, switches in a, a slightly different configu- configuration, uh, even if the holster's just off a little bit more, 
um, it throws you off completely. So it did, did take me a little while to get used to. Yeah, but at least, you know, you're not sort of two feet shorter now. No, 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 yeah, my back's a little bit happy about that, but yeah. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so um, let's, let's, have a, let's have a chat about uh, what happens at Megacon then. Uh, what was your initial experience of walking to Megacon and seeing so many people dressed as Ghostbusters across the streams? Um, yeah, it, it, it was a pleasure. It was fantastic to see so many. Uh, like I said, before lockdown, we were attending lots of different conventions, lots of different events, and you would obviously see a few of the familiar faces come around uh, and you might see one or two new faces or just people who weren't part of a Ghostbuster group. They just obviously, oh, dress up as a Ghostbuster for this event or I might bring my family yeah. and dress them up. But this was a whole other level to see so many in one place. Um, I'm used to going to the conventions and you see the costume of the year. So one year it was Harley Quinn. Uh, next year it was De oh, yeah. um, Deadpool. And you could literally, you, you come up and you have a lottery of how many different ones you think you're going to see that convention. Uh, and to have it with Ghostbusters this year was, yeah, a real um, nice, warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Absolutely. Yeah. I suppose you, you're a bit like myself where, you know, we've, we've been in this game for quite a bit and we know, we know a fair <laughs> amount of people that we, we can talk to. Um, yes, I'm but yeah, it's nice to, <laughs> yeah, we're all getting there. Um, yeah. but it's nice to see so many new faces, uh, and it's probably the same, same experience from myself where I, I don't think I spoke to, uh, as many people as little as I did do that day. <laughs> Yeah, very, very short. Oh, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? That's apart it, yeah. from you know, the general, well, actually even that, I was going to say apart from the people that you know and love that you, you spend a little bit more time, there was still a few people which I still mm. knew and I think it was just an off-the-cuff, hello, how are you, quick pose for a photo and suddenly you're somewhere else or talking to someone else. So, yeah, um, different experience as well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What was your favourite bit that you'd like to sort of take away and remember from that day? Uh, the parade was definitely an experience. <laughs> it was, just yes, walking it was. all the way through and having everybody just sort of part <laughs> like the Red Sea. Yep. <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> uh, a mixture of delight of people's faces and other people with confused faces. Uh, <laughs> even before all of that, coming in, uh, it was just us just about four of us i think walking into the event and before we even got it we maybe saw one or two other ghostbusters uh but we we're already starting to hear from the crowds around us wow there's really there's a lot of ghostbusters why are there so many yeah. ghostbusters before <laughs> i'd even seen anyone else really before we gotten in so that all culminated like i said when we all got together on one big train yeah. going through <laughs> get to the end <laughs> The thing I liked about it, because I was at the, I was at the front making sure no one was getting trampled on. But the thing I noticed <laughs> is whenever whenever I've seen like the five or first or you know like a big swarm of stormtroopers walk through um, this sort of event, people sort of automatically part like the Red Sea. Mm. Um, you know, they see these stormtroopers come and think, "Well, I better get out of those way, out of the way. They look a little bit mean." They look Whereas serious. With us, <laughs> absolutely. Whereas with us, it was very much a Ghostbusters parade. It was we're battling our way through. Get out of the way, move, and uh, <laughs> so or, a few times I had to sort of move people physically out the way for for fear that they would just not see the light of day again. Oh, it's only the Ghostbusters. They don't care. They don't count. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so we'll we'll look forward to the next one. Then hopefully, um, don't know when that's going to be yet, but we'll uh, we'll announce that soon. Hopefully, so uh, hopefully we'll see we'll you there. Keep my eye out. No, I'm sure yeah. we'll make some time for that. Yeah, it's always yeah. been a pleasure. It's uh, Birmingham was a nice central place to uh, for everyone to gather, so it was a nice like, nice location. Yeah, and we'll keep doing it sort of around Birmingham because yeah, a lot of people sort of travelled up for the day um like yourself um and and left on the same day like so we'll have to sort of do like a social or something just to keep people around a little bit longer <laughs> yeah looking forward to it keep us all involved yeah. excellent it's a uh, nice chatting with you chad and uh, we'll see you soon cheers mark thank you very much for having me so next joining us on the show today then uh we have Simon Carr. Now, welcome to the show, Simon. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're more than welcome. Thank you for being here. So, before we get started, then I think probably um, for those people who maybe don't know you, uh, um, and this is their first time uh, knowing who you are, walk me down memory lane. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how you got started in in the Ghostbusters fandom? Because I know you've been, you know, in certainly within the UK in the fandom for quite a long time. Well, it, uh, to be honest, it's before I can go back. Sort of before I even got into it, was um, I was. It all started with a Halloween party mm-hmm. from a, a good friend of mine. We hadn't. We it was someone we went to college together, and we uh, we hadn't seen each other for a while. We sort of, you know, as you do, you sort of cut ties for a bit you know you yeah. do your own things and go off and whatnot uh, and he got in touch and he invited me to a halloween party it was a sh- bit short notice so i went uh, didn't have time to put a costume together um and it went really well so <laughs> then i got invited to go for the next one next year and i thought i'm gonna do something special yeah extra special you know something i've not done before so and i've always wanted to have a proton pack and do Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. I did it. Young, yeah, exactly. I did it at a younger age with the uh, the Kenner proton pack. Yeah, um, I had a, a flight suit that my grandma made me as well, and uh, used to run around uh, pretending catching ghosts around the house. <laughs> and uh, so I, I I looked online, went on uh, obviously GB fans, um, the UK Ghostbusters forum, when we used to have it, and uh, at that time. Nobody was actually make it, doing commissions, um, and there wasn't really anything out there you could actually buy. Right. So I just thought to myself, right, you know what, I'll make it. Um, so I built my pack. I bought a shell and all the various bits, either from Nicotron. Um, my shell was bought from a, a guy called Sev, who used to be on GB Fans. Um, no, Nobody knows who he is, to be honest. <laughs> I'd like to find out who he actually was. But I know he was based in Kent. Wow. And and I built my proton pack. It had no lights or sound or anything. Um, got my flight suits. Went to the party, and it was a hit. And in doing so, that's like yeah, your, that's like your, that's like your first hit of the drug right there. You're in. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and in doing so, I um, I got chatting with a couple of the UK guys. Um, one of them being uh, Luke Bradley, mm-hmm. uh, who's now a very good friend of mine who one day invited me to a convention. It was the first one that they were doing in Manchester for MCM. And I went, you know what? Yeah, why not? I'll go. And I got the bug from that. Yeah. Um, and it just sort of skyrocketed from there. You know, I got 
obviously upgraded the pack with more lights and sounds, started doing more cons and events and things and built up a huge fan base of friends and yeah it's i've not looked back ever since it's one of the best things about the community isn't it is just you know the friends that you end up meeting from exactly from, from all over the place that under normal circumstances yeah you you, you pass yeah. them across so so once you got to that point then and you built up your pack and you started going to events you know at that point in time were you part of the uk ghostbusters because i know that the uk ghostbusters was kind of the main group before all these different franchises started splintering off isn't it Yes, um, I mean, I was part of the the UK Ghost, but mm-hmm. obviously we were. It was mainly just a forum, more than anything else, and a bunch yeah. of guys that met up at various conventions sure. and stuff. There was nothing. We didn't really have uh, um, planned events or events that we were invited to where we had a table or anything. Mm-hmm. We just did like everybody else and turned up at cons and messed around and yeah. had fun and chatted and whatnot. Um, and it was. I, I then formed the, the Yorkshire Ghostbusters franchise mm-hmm. uh, when I met uh, John Grimstone, again, from the UK Ghostbusters, and also um, Gareth Flatters. Um, we each found that we all lived in different parts of Yorkshire. Uh, John lives in um, Sheffield area, mm-hmm. and um, Gareth lives in Castleford, Pontefract area. Nice. Uh, and I'm sort of more York, Selby-based. Okay. So the best of bits uh, both uh, for each area mm. and we just got together doing that uh, and we formed our own franchise and that sort of then spanned other different franchises luke's from manchester so they formed the greater manchester ghostbusters um there's obviously mark lloyd who used to run most of the ukgb mm-hmm. um he's part of london ghostbusters and yeah and that formed little franchises and then obviously with the uh, I think I would probably say that the birth of most of the all the, all the other franchises out there now, because obviously there is quite a few now. Mm. I, f- I reckon certain new films have got something to do with that. Yeah. I mean, as much as we are, as much as we're not all big fans of the 2016 Ghostbusters, yeah. it it did kind of bring forward people to start doing it a bit more yeah i I can Um, i completely agree and i think obviously at that point in time with with the 2016 ghostbusters coming out and uh you know franchises being able to get their you know official ghost core franchise certificate i think that would have had a lot to do with it as well of people applying for it as a franchise yeah so yeah um and then obviously we've got things like the spirit packs Mm -hmm. that's allowed people that can't necessarily afford to uh build uh, a proton pack yeah. in order to actually have something they can actually have and wear and, yeah. and it's, go out and it's decent. meet every, other people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So, so going into cross the streams then, um, this past weekend, um, what was, what was your experience of the crowd at that event when you got there? Did you have any standout interactions or meet any longtime friends? I did actually. Yes. Um, I mean, one of the uh, one of the main things for going was to uh, have some UK Ghostbusters representation because yeah. at the point when it you were when they were starting figuring figuring it mm. out there wasn't many members going and I thought I'm going to go I've not done a proper convention for a good while yeah um, let's go and see it and then various other people from the past that were members and went off to do other things mm-hmm. were coming to do it and the whole event was just fantastic yeah. meeting 
people like uh, Peter Stroud, for example, I've not seen for about ten years. Yeah, um, he went off, he went off to do he left GB to do Star Wars with the Five Hundred First for a good while. Mm-hmm. So we sort of lost contact. Well, I say lost contact. We chat, talk, chatted online a couple <laughs> of times, but it was nice to see him again. Yeah. Um, Stuart Thompson, yes, Stuart. Stuart is such a really nice guy. I've chatted to him online on Xbox. I've never met. We never met for the whole 13 years we've been doing Ghostbusters together, mainly online. We've never met in person until that day, and that was just brilliant meeting the guy. I think that's the biggest takeaway from the day for me. I mean, the the whole day was great, um, and there's certain standout moments for me. you know, I, I think the parade was great when we all got together and that huge photo with, you know, over 100 of us in the oh. photo. That is just, it was just immense. Yeah. But for me, you know, the the actual, to, to see these people who we've been talking to for a long time and never met face-to-face and actually have those in-person interactions was, was phenomenal. And I think that, you know, without an event like that taking place, it would be very hard to do that. Exactly. Absolutely. And it was also meeting new people as well. There's quite a few different new people I've never met before, but obviously you've seen on Facebook uh, or on uh, GB fans or wherever. Yeah. And even people turning up as well, you know, there's plenty of people there who, you know, I've said to them, oh, you know, what what franchise are you representing? And they're like, well, I'm not really part of a franchise. I'm just here because I I love Ghostbusters. And that that as well was really nice to see. Yeah. um, I think it was, was, we were chatting uh, to we were chatting to Mark actually. Um, mm-hmm. He'd spoken to a, a, another guy called Luke from Manchester mm-hmm. who was looking for a franchise to join and introduced him to Luke Bradley. So they've yeah. they've gained a new member, which is yeah fantastic great. thing to come out of that yeah. event. So so obviously you know you've you've got an awful lot of history, um, you know within the Ghostbusters costuming community. Um, how, how do you think that Cross the Streams compared to other events that you've events that you've been to? Because obviously, like you say, from way back in the day, you started off at MCM at Manchester, and you'll have done an awful lot more since then. So, so how? What's your general thoughts on the comparisons between Cross the Streams and those other events? Obviously, it was a little bit different. I mean, mm. I'm not going to lie; the the, the 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 event itself, MegaCon, wasn't really that mm. exciting. But yeah. for me, it was just the whole seeing all the ghostbusters together that's what brought it for me Um, yeah i mean obviously you get we've been to some epic conventions in the past Mm. um optimus for example that my good friend uh, russell palmer put together um where we met obviously ernie uh matt brian wilson robin shelby um billy bryan they put a ghostbusters event together that was in torquay that was an epic Mm -hmm. event um, yeah. and I've done things like Ghostbusters screenings and mm-hmm. um, we did one at Castle Howard that was absolutely epic and we had quite a few yeah. of us for that come up and down um, Yeah, but yeah I mean obviously Cross the Streams was different it didn't feel like a, a proper convention it felt like a, a Ghostbusters gathering to me Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I think that's what we need That's what I think it's what we kind of needed you know, everybody agree, just yeah. chats online all the time. It's nice to actually mm-hmm. meet people in person. Yeah, I mean that's one of the uh, the rules that we now have with anyone that wanted to to join either the Yorkshire Ghostbusters or uh, the UKGB is that yeah you can become a member, but it'd be nice to actually meet you. You know, yeah. you get to know somebody yeah. a bit better, and you can do you can only really do that in person rather than via text. I mean. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd question anyone that wants to join a franchise that doesn't then take part in any actual live events anyway, because that's the whole yeah. point of joining the franchise. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I suppose then, you know, going through to the final question, um, when you think about a potential Cross the Streams event for the future, um, is there anything that you would like to see? Is there any people you would like to see have more involvement? Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I mean, we've, I've already been in discussions with Mark regarding the possible sure. uh, another event for you uh, mm-hmm. for it. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be nice to sort of because you know we do all these we all do these different cons and events raising money for charity. What if we yeah. could do a large gathering together raising money for charity, but making yeah. A more substantial amount. You see, yeah. you see the uh, the Star Wars groups get together, and some things they run, they 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 make thousands of pounds. Whereas yeah. our small little groups, it's a couple of hundred or, or what have you. It'd be nice to sort of get together and be part of one unit of multiple different franchises, um, promoting each of our own different franchises to everybody, and yeah. Um, Putting, coming together to create um, a good fund for a say for some chosen charity yeah. would be nice. I, I I really like the idea. Maybe next time of having an after party, okay. and maybe uh, maybe we'll look at booking out. Um, you know, like a bar of some description, yeah. having themed drinks, games, and things like that. And and that in itself would be you know a, an avenue for making money for the chosen charity. I, I can't say. Uh, wrong about that us northerners <laughs> like our drinking <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah well simon thank you very much for joining us today it's been a pleasure having you on oh, you're welcome thank you very much and uh yeah i look forward to seeing you again in person uh when our paths cross at the next event yes will do cheers now cheers thank you very much So we're here with the SOS Ghostbusters guys. Tell us about the event, what do you think? Well, so far it's all looking quite good, isn't it? A nice turnout. Um, I'd say there's at least a good 50 plus busters here. So, so far it's good, yeah. Excellent, and in terms of like, you know, I see you online doing a lot of charity work, uh, which is great. What have you got, what have you guys got in the pipeline? Well, we've got uh, the London uh, Battersea for London Gaming. Uh, that's going to be in April. Uh, we've got some little local events as well coming up. And um, what was the other one? We've got Ken. Yep, yeah. Ken Comic-Con in uh, October as well. So, yeah. So, it's more to come from us. Hopefully, a lot more you'll be seeing of us, yeah. yeah. What the hell are you doing? Well, I think that about does it from uh, our feedback today from uh, the various guests that attended Cross the Streams. Um, a big thank you to everyone that's joined the podcast today. Um, I think I speak for both of us when I say uh, great opinions and, uh, yeah, we, we really value you coming on, so thank yeah. you. Thanks, guys. Now, before we go, we would be completely remiss if we didn't talk about all of the casting news that has recently come out regarding... Uh, the upcoming Ghostbusters movie, which at this point in time, its working title is Firehouse. So we've we've got a range of uh, casting news that's come out. So Mark, who have we got? I'm I'm so glad you asked me that question because I'm still trying to find it. Hang on, <laughs> I'm just going to go on to uh, onto IMDb. It's going to be on there already. 
um, we have got there's been four people announced uh, recently um, that, have, that have been I've said announced already they've been announced as the four people of the new cast of Ghostbusters uh, and uh, mm-hmm. there's two really big names that most people will know uh, from loads of different um, films from Hollywood and TV series uh, there's one name in particular that uh, people in the UK will know um, and there's mm-hmm. one name that personally I don't know very well um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go through them now um, so the, the two big names mm-hmm. first one is Patton Oswald, uh, who mm-hmm. a lot of people will know um, does the narration for the Goldbergs if you've seen that um, he does a lot of voice yeah. acting He's he's been a, in a load of big things um, that I'm just about to mention. Um, oh, have you ever watched um, the new series of um, Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand? He's in that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's <laughs> that's one of the things I love him for. Um, but he's also, um, as Ghostbusters fans might know, the um, Ghostbusters VR game that came out a while ago. He was the voice of Moogly in that. Um, so I've seen online there's some speculation oh he's playing the voice of Moogly no he's not he's uh, <laughs> he's, he's going to be in the film in a, <laughs> some other capacity um, the other actor it would be but, interesting it, yeah it, it, it would be interesting with Patton Oswalt considering he does a lot of voiceover work I wonder if he's going to be in the film from a voice perspective rather than uh, physically performing yeah actually I I yeah. If you think back to any other Ghostbusters film, there isn't a lot of voice work. Okay, you get actors that do um, do the ghosts, for instance. You know, Ivan Reitman mm-hmm. did the voice of Zool, for instance, and uh, Josh Gad did mm-hmm. Muncher. Um, and the name escapes me of who did the voice. Oh, he's a very famous Hollywood actor who did the voice of Vigo. But um, but typically speaking, there isn't a lot of voice work in Ghostbusters. Um, but it's very possible, mm-hmm. you know. A lot of his work recently has been voice work for for animations and and sort of behind um, uh, yeah behind the scenes sort of stuff. Um, he was in the boys as um, have you seen the boys the TV series? On Prime? I've seen the boys. Yeah, yeah. He was the voice of the Deep's Gills, which I thought was weird, but hilarious at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you're right. He may well be doing a voice. Um, but what that could be, I don't know, because I don't think we would have a speaking comedy character. We haven't had that sort of thing. No, uh, yet. Sure. Um, the other big Hollywood actor that we've had uh, announced is uh, Kamali Nanjani. If I don't think I pronounced that right, but I'll go in with it. Um, he's been in loads of stuff. <laughs> um, he, the last thing I saw of him was um, was Obi Wan. Where he played a fake Jedi, which yes. I thought he was hilarious in. Yes, he, he he was he was very good in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, most interesting about his announcement is he did uh, he did an interview um, a couple of days ago uh, of this recording, and I'm just going to find it quickly now. Uh, and one of the quotes that he has said during that interview was. Can't really say much about the character except something about my appearance is different in it. It really does move the world forward quite a bit. So I have a theory with this, but what do you think, Dan? Straight okay. off the top of your head. Um, I don't know. Is the answer? Uh, <laughs> in all honesty, um, uh, I think he's probably going to be playing a brand new character. Um, I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be. Um, you know, 
bringing something historical that we've seen before back to life. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm open to anything, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. So uh, I've seen some people speculate that he's going to be a ghost. Again, the same mm-hmm. thing with Patton Oswald. I don't think he's going to be a ghost because we haven't had a ghost character um, in a mm-hmm. human form. There have been human form ghosts in Ghostbusters. We've had the library ghost, obviously. Um, we've had the dream ghost. Um, Egon, obviously, in the last film. Um, but in terms of main character, there hasn't been a ghost character with a speaking role. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so my theory is when he says that his appearance is going to be different in it, it may well be that he's not playing him someone that looks like himself. Um, so mm-hmm. that could be anything from a deep fake because that's possible these days. You know, that yeah, deep fake pretty much happened yeah. in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, yep. with Egon so his appearance could be completely different because of that he's playing a character that isn't him um, and also when it says it moves the world forward quite a bit the deep faking thing sort of that that links in with the deep faking thing for me because in terms of technology this could be something that they're using in filming and production that is moving filming on forward um that is my theory in it you know there's probably some new bit of technology that they're using in this film that he's using um i don't know that that's all i'm going with i, I mean this this, this is. i mean there's there's so much technology that they're going to be that they that can be utilized in this whether it is deep fake technology or mm-hmm. whether it's going to be using the void um yeah. And having that constructed uh, somewhere here, there's so much that could be done. So yeah. it'll be it'll be really interesting to see. Yeah. The, the, the one person that's been announced that I'm kind of interested about is uh, James Acaster. Oh yes, yeah. I think I think us Brits are, are pretty interested in James Acaster. He's I find him hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favourite comedians. Yeah, he, he yeah he's very very funny. Uh, so for anyone that's uh, never heard of James A. Caster before if you're stateside or elsewhere in the world uh, he's a very well known uh, British stand-up comedian um, he's very popular um, in his own right doing stand-up shows and he's also a regular guest on various you know comedy panel shows on, on UK TV as well Yeah. now the thing that I find really interesting about this is when I was at the premiere for Afterlife last year James A. Caster yeah. was at that event yeah so he was there I met him at that point in time we had a very brief conversation uh, and I was just like oh cool James Acaster didn't really think anything of it so putting certain things together I do wonder how long this has been in the pipeline for because Mm -hmm. he was at the premiere last year Um, around that same point in time Jason also went on to James's podcast at that point in time so there's clearly a relationship that has been built up not just very recently through casting but through a longer period of time Mm -hmm. so that then opens up various questions it which is you know was you know was james in the running for this a long time ago um was the part written specifically with james in mind whatever part that's going to be yeah um um or is it or is it just a completely fortuitous big happy accident that he happened to go to an audition and he got the part <laughs> who knows it could be um, i don't i don't think he's the sort of he's not an actor let's just put that out there he's a he's a stand up comedian mm-hmm. um, and he's got he's got a handful of of acting credits he's you know he's, he's done a few bit mm-hmm. parts here and there so i don't think this is going to mm-hmm. be his his foray into 
you know, his, his startup into Hollywood acting. Um, so I don't think his part's going to be any bigger than maybe, you know, a few minutes on screen. Um, or at mm-hmm. least be a, a background supporting role. So, yeah. Um, that's why I, I mean, think... for all... For all, for, sorry, carry on. For all we know, he could be, he could be playing, uh, you know the version of the librarian that gets scared right at the beginning of Absolutely. the movie and then that's basically yeah. it they're out so there's this there's so many different options there in terms of what he could play rather than people saying oh you know he's going to be a ghostbuster i, I just don't think that's <laughs> going to be the case it'd be cool i'd love to see him in a jumpsuit um i think he's the kind yeah. of comedian that would work in that role really well he's that sort of mm-hmm. he has that sort of humor um so yeah I, i'm happy in whatever he has to be honest yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, the last uh, person we've got is uh, Ellen. I can't pronounce her name now. It's really easy as well. <laughs> Emily Ellen Lind. Um, and to be honest, I've never heard I've of no, her. I've never heard of her. Yeah, neither have no. I. I mean, that, so, that's probably just me being completely ignorant. She's probably done loads of stuff. <laughs> I'm just looking. She's probably now. she's probably 19 and been in 35 movies, and I just <laughs> don't know. <laughs> uh, she was in 22 episodes of Gossip Girl. Um, she's been in a bunch of films I've not heard of. She was in Doctor Sleep um, with okay. uh, Hugh McGregor. I don't know. I've not seen that film, so I can't say how big a part was. Um, uh-huh. Let me see. There's no. There's no films I've seen. It looks like mostly American TV series she's been in. So she's an upcoming actress by the looks of things. Um, and, okay. And what better? Good. What better kind of actress than someone who's relatively unknown to take on a slightly bigger role? Um, I've seen yeah, some people like mention. That. Yeah, I think she's in her mid twenties, so she's she's a possible love interest for someone because that's what they sort of do, you know, stick someone in the mid twenties. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I mean, with films like this, with the franchise, I don't. I mean, I don't really want massive well-known names in it because i think when you start yeah. to watch the movie it does pull you out a little pull you out of it a little bit it's like going to see any movie with dwayne the rock johnson you are watching dwayne the rock johnson That's true. you know yeah. just, i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you a single character's name that he's played but <laughs> i know he's in the movie <laughs> so, so um I, yeah. I like the fact that um yeah there's some I think if I say unknowns, that's being a little bit disparaging because they're not. But um, those big kind of tentpole names aren't there, and that's that's what I want to see, no. to be honest. And along those lines as well, um, if we think back to the '84 Ghostbusters, you know, you had you had um, Harold, Bill, and Dan, um, who were big comedy actors at the time. You know, so they were the big actors, mm-hmm. and Sigourney Weaver, obviously, and you had um, Rick Moranis mm-hmm. as well. They were the big actors in the big roles in the film. Um, Mm-hmm. So if we if, if we look back if we sort of reflect that on this, I don't think I think um, Patton Oswalt and Kamali are, are are two big names to have big roles in this film for what you've just said. So mm-hmm. I think they're probably going to be slightly smaller supporting roles again. The only thing I could possibly mm-hmm. think of is that um, with. Um, my brain is just is just having a fart now. Hang on, baby. <laughs> when Kamal said he was going to be uh, that his appearance wasn't uh, the same, his, his appearance was going to be different. I can see him being a being a baddie in the film, being the big baddie. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think they would announce the actor playing the big baddie. 
I don't think I think they would keep. Yeah, that sometimes secret. they like to keep it. I mean, they didn't. I mean, they didn't even release Olivia Wilde playing Goza. So no, she was complete. It's a complete secret mm. until I watched the film. Like, I recognise yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think these people are are small parts. There you go. Here, here's here's some in, here's some news for you nerds that want to know something about the film. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Time will tell, I'm sure. By the next episode, maybe we've got a bit more information, and all of this will be completely irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all wrong. <laughs> They're not even doing the Ghostbusters film, you know. They're so, actually doing um, a romantic comedy about you know two two <laughs> two characters that just so happen to walk past the firehouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. So I think that about wraps everything up then for this episode of Spores, Mold and Fungus. I want to thank all of our guests for coming on the show today and giving their thoughts and feedbacks for Across the Streams. It was certainly a memorable event for us. It seems like it was a memorable event for a lot of people. And I know we can't all wait to do it again, hopefully uh, in a year's time. Um, If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at SMAF Podcast. Uh, Mark, where can they find you? I am Worcester Ghostbusters. And if you want to follow myself, it's Ectotron underscore UK. But for now, that kind of wraps things up. Uh, For myself, stay fit, keep sharp, and make good decisions. We'll see you next time. Good night. What a very nice segue that was. Yeah.